Hi everyone, I'm Vic, a six-wing seven. This episode is going to be all about me. Ty and Rhea are going to interview me about being a six-wing seven, the Enneagram, and my life. Okay, so, um, when did you first find out about the Enneagram and get into it and stuff? Where did your journey start? So, my journey... Uh, actually began with watching YouTubers, which is what all my journeys start with. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I was in year eight slash year nine-ish, so I was about 13, 14-ish, and a bunch of these YouTubers that I followed started posting YouTube videos about how they define themselves by a number. And (laughs) I found that really interesting. Like, I think um, a YouTuber posted a video saying, I'm an aggressive eight, deal with it. (laughs) It was really funny (laughs) or something like that. So I watched videos of someone who's a nine, an eight, a four and a seven. So I've watched like that it's like a certain group of youtubers right Mm. yeah and um i thought that that was really interesting so i wanted to find out what number i was after watching all of these videos so i looked up what the enneagram was i don't even think i took a test i think i just looked at i think i just looked at like what the type descriptions it wasn't until maybe a few weeks later that i asked ty about the enneagram i think that's the timeline yeah well i don't know when you took or looked it up or whatever but yeah I remember yeah and then um what were what did you say Ty when I asked you about it I was like yeah I know the Enneagram yeah (laughs) I was and I was really shocked that you did because I didn't like watch YouTubers I guess yeah (laughs) (laughs) I I yeah because I didn't know whether it was like an LA thing because a lot of these YouTubers kind of like lived in LA like I didn't know if it was like wait um, I thought the YouTubers were Dodie Evan and people they're not LA they found out about it through Tessa Violet is she I thought she was British as well she's not British oh okay was she the eight yeah who's the eight that was like I'm very Uh, the eight is Emma Blackery right I don't know her but uh yeah no it's fine and then uh Tessa Violet I think is a seven but I didn't know whether it was like an a YouTuber thing like some I I, I wasn't sure I mean I right. only knew about the Enneagram because I've done like every personality <laughs> test on the internet <laughs> yeah <laughs> but haven't we all at this point <laughs> yeah. um wait so when you first yeah. kind of looked it up before you spoken to Ty what were your like thoughts just in general and also your thoughts on your type I remember looking on Enneagram Institute um and I didn't pay much attention to any of them except for nine I think I don't know why I think it was probably because the youtuber that I watched that was a nine maybe the way that she explained it I thought maybe that was my that was my type or I could relate to that type I knew that I wasn't an eight from the eight video (laughs) that I saw and uh I knew that four very accurately described Dodie but I didn't think that that was me and I wasn't sure about seven too much so yeah hmm. but I thought I was a nine from looking it up but I didn't really look into it at all it didn't so it didn't grab my attention or take over my life as it you know it will now down the line <laughs> um but yeah wow interesting so interesting. and then I yeah and then I asked Ty and then we did the test the eclectic energies test yeah which we'll be reviewing in a later episode stay tuned we will yes. be Exciting. that's fun we will be um yeah, and then we did the eclectic energies test. I got a nine, which 
I don't know, should I talk about that now? <laughs> yeah, 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 go for it. Um, okay, so when I was 14 years old, uh, I had been over my... I was over my 13-year-old self. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good to know. Um, and when I was 13, I was very into fandoms, specifically, like, YouTube fandoms. And honestly, now... I'm kind of like, that was fine. Like, I shouldn't have been embarrassed about being into fandoms. Like, everyone was, you do you, you're, you're a product of what you watch, you're, tw- you're 13 years old, just be into fandoms, it's fine. Anyway, mm. that's what I think now. But when I was 14, I thought my 13-year-old self was so cringe. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was like, you cannot present yourself like this anymore. So I did this thing where I consciously... Um, try to present a very blank, neutral personality, which is... I mean, I can't believe I did this. Well, I can, but, you know, it's just the way that I... Mm. my mind worked. Anyway, I stopped wearing any clothes that had slogans or words on it, or anything that even had a picture on it, right? Right, And that was, like, hard line. No one can criticise me or say anything about me, okay? You know, neutral. Okay. Yeah. And this was because from before, people used to make comments about the shit that I used to wear, but not maliciously, but I took it badly, right? Like that awesome. Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I used to have this jumper and it said awesome on it because I was 12 <laughs> slash 13, okay? And, and you were awesome. Which, yeah, and I was awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right. And um, some person um, made a comment saying that, like, oh, you're so American. You've got awesome on your jumper. And from that moment on, I never wore that jumper ever again. Wow. Simples. <laughs> okay. That's just, how, that's just what went through my mind. Okay. Anyway, in year nine, when I was, like, 14, because I think you're 14 in year nine, yeah. um, I... I said, okay, blank clothes, nothing, no logos, blank personality. So I stopped, I also stopped like putting my hand up in class. I just started getting like quite quiet, quite like reserved, but this was all on purpose. This was so no one could judge me or even have any kind of, you know, in infliction, infliction's not the right word. You know what I mean? Um, no one could say anything about yeah. me. It's just fly yeah. under the radar, you know? Yeah. Mm. Obviously, this kind of stuff led you to believe you're online. Yes. So when I answered Eclectic Energies, um, I was kind of in that mindset of I'm neutral. I'm kind of like go with the flow, sort of relaxed, blending in the background kind of person. And the way that I answered it, I obviously wasn't that self-aware at the time. I'm not really sure. But that kind of led me to answer the questions in a way that gave me a nine answer. Yeah. Mm. And how long until you kind of realised that you weren't actually a nine and you were a six? Maybe like two or three years. Whoa. Which is quite a long time. Mm. The thing is, is that when I thought I was a nine, I never properly looked into the other types. I just accepted that I was a nine yeah, and I, I definitely never read the six description or really looked into it because I just accepted I was nine and that was it. Yeah. Um, but if I did read the six description, maybe I would have come to that realization a bit earlier. 
but whatever. <laughs> That's past me's mistake. Um, but then, yeah, a few years later, I kind of forgot about the Enneagram for a while and then I revisited it. I can't remember why. Probably because you guys maybe spoke about it. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered. <laughs> and then I... So, a lot... Okay, I was a... No, oh, I still am a teenager. And your... Well, my brain changed. A lot of things go through my brain a lot of the time. And my brain changed a lot from when I was 13 to when I was, like, 16, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I was 16, so this is like when I was in year 11, year 12-ish time, I was more, I allowed myself, yeah, so over that period of time between 13 to 16, I was like basically like trying to lay under the radar, see what, I okay, I specifically tried to see and observe the actions and behaviours of other people and see what worked with them, what was received positively with other people. And then I would replicate that behaviour, which sounds really, like, weird. Yeah. Mm. But I would specifically, like, do that. Hmm. Yeah. So what made you eventually decide that you were a sick? Well, after I stopped all of that bullshit, I I let myself have like go I guess go back to my own personality or whatever like I let myself be more I I, I don't know outgoing spo- like outspoken whatever just talk more and be myself more and what I think I probably did eclectic energies test again when I was less in the mindset of like blending in and like suppressing whatever my personality was I don't know mm-hmm. um and then I probably got a six, or I think I did remember getting a six. Yeah. And when I read the description of a six on Enneagram Institute, that was what really clicked with me. Like, the description that I read, I thought, this is not, like, the description of a nine for me. Like, I... The, the Enneagram Institute description of a six changed my life, okay? I'm just going to say that. It did when I read yeah. it. So that's when I knew that I was a six. Were there any bits of the description that jumped out to you? So I've taken a lot of personality, like, tests. Like, I've done 16 personalities many times, and I know that that is not MBTI. I'm aware. Mm. But um, whenever I read, like, I'm the mediator, so I don't know what that number is. It's IN... INFP, on 16 personalities at least. Yes, yes, yes. So whenever I read The Mediator, I always kind of thought, like, whatever. Like, it didn't hit home to me. It just felt like a description. And Mm. on 16 Personalities, I kind of believe that when you read all of the descriptions for all of the types, you can kind of see yourself in all of them, right? And I felt that way about many personality, like, quizzes before, right? Mm. They're just broad that they can appeal to. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. And even when I read the types in the Enneagram, like, obviously I'm quite, the Enneagram is quite ingrained in me now, so I don't, I don't have this anymore. But even when you read, like, so, for example, when I read Nine, I thought, oh, this, this is quite relatable to me. And when I read, I think it was, like, Two, I thought that was quite relatable to me as well. When I read Type Six, I thought it was relatable to me. But when I specifically read about arrows, and the arrows as in, like, the arrows of um, growth and disintegration. So it says, when moving in the direction of disintegration, brackets, stress, dutiful sixes suddenly become competitive and arrogant at three. Now, that 
was a wake-up call (laughs) because it's one thing to describe someone as anxious and whatever it says it says defensive evasive and anxious running on stress while complaining about it okay I yes that's me but it's another thing to say when they're stressed they become competitive and arrogant like that is when I read the description it kind of made me think oh I didn't realize that other people were like this. Like they were describing me so perfectly that it shocked me to think that other people in the world could be like this. I thought I was, I thought they were describing me. It was like, they were basically writing it down for me. Mm, Interesting. So I mean, this is kind of like the opposite question, Mm -hmm. but um, when we talked to Ty about what she learned about other people after finding out about type nine, she talked about how she always found this concept of Buddhism as she learned it when she was younger, not Buddhism in general, um, quite quite baffling. She didn't understand how people found it hard to be like that until she found out about the Enneagram and realised that people were actually, you know, different. different. And it's only type nines, really, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. that or uh, that kind of relates to that. And you said that um, when you read the sixth description, you didn't realise that so many people were like like you, would you say there's also there's anything you also learned that made you think, oh, other people aren't like me in the way that Ty talked about, you know, detachment and... So whenever I take tests, I get very low scores on one, five, um, one, five and eight, usually. Those are my lowest. Yeah. I, until I read about the Enneagram, I didn't realise that ones really existed <laughs> like in terms of their personality type but the thing is you you did know know me and i'm a yeah i did know one. you but i didn't know that that was your i didn't know that that right. was your type i guess right? we didn't know you each other that well. yeah fair. and also you didn't know your type yeah when you say you didn't know that ones existed it makes it seem as if you didn't know the type of person existed as opposed to just the description do you know what i mean but I knew the way that you acted and the way that you behaved, but I didn't know what was going on inside. Like, I didn't know your motivations. Like, I didn't know what was going on inside your head, right? Mm. And I didn't... I had no idea. (laughs) But but that's probably because ones have strong opinions or they, you know, that's generally... That's, like, one thing that they have or do or Mm. that's like one of their traits, right? But I... That's really, really, really difficult for me and that's almost... That, that's like the opposite of me and I didn't realize that people had that like strong you know drive yeah. it just baffled me well, like, like completely. You, obviously you realize that people had strong opinions but you didn't realize how not easy it was I guess yeah because for you it's kind of difficult yeah, right, it, it, I didn't realize how ingrained it was really mm. you Interesting. Know? like five I I've taken tests before where I've got zero percent five so mm. it's not that I I knew that like <laughs> fives i could understand fives i'd hung around with fives a lot but that's like complete opposite of me yeah yeah Mm -hmm. like i'm very feelings emotionally um driven (laughs) yeah and which is that mm. that's kind of that's not really a characteristic of fives which is interesting because five is obviously one of your wings Wings. Wings. so that's true yeah so how did you you know find out about wings find out that you were a six wing seven specifically it was a while after i knew i was a six that i even explored wings i stumbled into the enneagram and then fell fast down the rabbit hole with (laughs) you guys Mm. i have to say you guys i don't see myself falling down the rabbit hole of the enneagram if you guys weren't around me 
We were just so enablers. We all enabled each other. <laughs> no, but we all enabled each other. Let's yeah, be real. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I wasn't sure about wings and I'm quite, I don't know. I was quite slow on the uptake with wings. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even realise that wings were the side, like... The adjacent numbers. The, yeah, the adjacent mm. sides of the type until like too embarrassingly late. Um, <laughs> but I remember Rhea messaged me and said you've got to be a six wing seven the body Did I? oh yeah you you, you definitely said that you were the one who told me <clears throat> oh yeah no. i didn't i yeah i didn't consider oh you yeah, know i remember I think telling you about the body but yeah i don't remember exactly yeah, that message because it was it was definitely it was definitely after i had talked about something to do with my friends or like you know my my other oh, friends right, saying yeah. saying like i was saying like um oh i i always I'm always like there for them or something. I, it sounds cringe when I say it, but whatever. We always just chat, shit, right? And I was, and then you were like, "Oh, sounds like the six wing seven, the buddy." And and you sent that to me, and I was like, "Oh, the buddy is like a cute name and stuff." But I couldn't see myself being a six wing five really, just because I just relate to six wing seven a lot more when a slightly more extroverted side. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. I think the Enneagram description of, like, six and seven um, is, like, six, humanity and anxiety from a place of extroversion and fun is very you. Um, yeah. And the whole, like, they also say that six wing, that six wing five is, the six is humanity and anxiety. Um, I was going to say, on the topic of the Enneagram's um, description of wings, I found it interesting because, obviously, a problem that you have is that you're really bad at coming up with opinions oh um, yeah <laughs> that is yeah and so um big the, problem one of the, <laughs> a very big problem and also related to that is the conflict thing i think we can talk about those two yeah things we together. can talk about but that yeah, as well. yeah. um 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 and basically the dis- one of the distinctions they make between six wing seven and six wing five is that um six wing sevens are basically less able less able to trust themselves um yeah they, they're focused more on truth from others rather than private investigation they're less able to trust themselves and have um certainty they're just basically find it harder to um come up with their own opinions which is you know very you, you. Yeah. Yeah, but hopefully yeah, after our opinion me. training sessions you'll be a transformed <laughs> So. Maybe maybe you won't even relate to a six wing seven anymore. Maybe we'll be in a yeah. Time. Maybe we'll we, maybe we'll transform you into a six wing five. Mm. No, <laughs> I can't be a six wing five. I'm not smart enough. Oof. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. The smartest person alive. No, I'm yeah. I'm joking because I that's not the reason why mm. I couldn't be a six wing yeah. five because I'm just too, yeah. you know, Any- whatever. Um, and another thing I think. Um, with the difference between six wing seven and six and five maybe in you is that I, I remember a couple of days ago you were talking about how um like when you get up you're filled with fear and then you go on your phone to like distract yourself <laughs> <laughs> i didn't realize that that was gonna be brought up okay cool yeah yeah, yeah that's true that's true um and so i think like because obviously um six like if you think about six five and seven are all in the fear triad and five is like um they try and like build they, they they try and build their internal knowledge so that they can they feel more competent in the face of their fear and then sevens basically distract themselves from your fear and i i, I can see like within you like within six is i think they can probably like lean 
towards either side and I think with you you probably lean towards the like trying to distract yourself from your fear kind of yeah, side which I makes do. you more wing seven yeah yeah I do <laughs> that's um, true I do wake up filled with fear every <laughs> single day and then I tell myself well if I don't distract myself then that's bad for the day yeah. so yeah I gotta for the health of everybody <laughs> like, it has to be done because if I don't like I'll genuinely I'll, I'll genuinely like flip like I'll tell myself to freaking go back to sleep to stop being scared in the moment when I wake mm. up like that it's that yeah. rough but yeah. anyway moving on <laughs> yeah so you just said that the whole the fact that you you find it hard to form opinions and trust your inner guidance and stuff um is what really makes you more of a six wing seven as opposed to a six wing five and I think it's also interesting that before we were talking about um your like fear of conflict and just your general conflict avoidance and both of those things so forming and expressing opinions and also fear of conflict which is linked to expressing opinions are kind of more stereotypically nine things and but obviously and also you um, also mistyped as a nine previously but on reflection knowing that you were a six how would you say it, it's it's a six thing for you um as opposed to a nine thing so i'm not really sure the difference between like how i'm conflict avoidant and how a nine is conflict avoidant but i knew that i was a six um from other characteristics that weren't the not being able to form an opinion thing um yeah like you guys really I talk it through with you guys and you helped me realise that I definitely wasn't a nine, especially Ty, because she is a nine. So I think the way that nines and sixes differ in conflict avoidance, because I do think that conflict avoidance is a trait that I see in other sixes, not just you. So I do think it can like be a six thing as well as a nine thing. But I think the difference in it is that nines naturally don't get into conflict because they don't like really care that like they don't have that their own state they, they just don't care basically like they, yeah. they don't really have that that much that that much of their own stake in their own opinion so it's not like a big deal for them so they just naturally mm. um even if they're not consciously avoiding conflict they just naturally avoid conflict um because they yeah they they just they just undervalue really, their own opinions yeah so they undervalue their own there's opinions. very little so reason to exactly them. exactly whereas yeah so they, for you, yeah whereas for you i think it's it's much less conscious like you're aware that you have opinions or maybe you should have opinions if you haven't formed yes. them yet yes uh, but despite this expressing them or even just coming to the like to an opinion like forming it in your own mind there's it it's there's, too like, scary yeah there's there's a high risk associated yes. with it for you yes um, exactly yeah. and so like yeah so like basically sixes care a lot and nines don't care and so that's kind of um, kind of what what's happening with the conflict avoidance. Like nines don't care about their six, their opinions, but sixes are very care so much about the consequences of expressing them yeah. that they and don't I, yes. um, do it. That's really and good. And I think it's interesting also because um, on a superficial level, the core fear um, that both like sixes and nines' core fear can sound very similar, like the loss of separation yes. and the loss of like support or security can sound very similar. You both. 
are right. Like, I never thought about it in that way until you explained it to me. Yeah. Which is why I talk to you guys and then you help me and you just do it for me and it's great. Um, which, but, yeah. which, no, that's, that's not happening. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah. was going to say, like, what we just t- talked about in terms of conflict, um, avoidance, like, you not wanting to express your opinions, that's kind of like yeah. answering the first or the second bit of Maria's question. But, she, but we also were talking about how you find it difficult to actually form opinions in the first place. And that's not necessarily um, to do with yeah. caring about the consequences <laughs> because obviously you can have an yeah. opinion and not, not choose to express it and you're still not going to yes. get into a conflict. Yeah, that's and, true. It's like, it's like a double step. Point. Yeah, and I think um, it's kind of related to that um, classic line from the Enneagram Institute, which is six is... Um, are like a ping pong ball that is sh- constantly shuttling back and forth between whatever influences hitting the hardest in any given moment. Oh, like that's it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like and that's we... definitely you. I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Linking back to the whole awesome T-shirt thing, you thought that oh, was a nine thing, but like on reflection, <laughs> that is a very sick thing. You would just very easily influence, and people say that nines are very easily influenced. But it's for nines, it's much less conscious. Whereas the way you described it, it was very like, yeah. okay, this person said that. Now, this is right. Yeah. Now, this is what I'm, I'm never do. doing it again. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I think for nines, it's not that. Like, nines can get pushed around easily and, and influenced easily, but it's not like that they then identify with the thing. Like, if you, if, like, when somebody says an opinion to, you you then believe their opinion whereas i don't think like nines nines can get pushed around a lot but i don't think they end up identifying with the thing that they've been pushed onto. if that makes mm, sense exactly they yeah. just, they're just detached from it yeah. um so yeah um and also related to that i think um you know how when you were a teenager you um like you decided to become um a blank slate or whatever i did because do that you didn't, for you didn't two want years. to be, yeah, and you didn't because you didn't, and that made you mistype as a nine because you didn't want to be judged. I think that's that re- relates onto um, what Rhea said about about like the awesome T-shirt. In that, like nines obviously don't um, don't like stick out from the crowd or um, and and often do try and blend into the background. But I don't think they, I don't think they do it from a perspective of oh I don't want to be judged. It's just more like I don't want to be. Like, I don't, I don't really need to be present. I don't need to be... It's not, it's not, like, it's not worrying about the consequences. It's more like just... Yeah. Eh. The act itself is yeah. just weird for nine. Yeah. I mean, in yeah. hindsight, it's very clear what I was doing. And looking back, I'm explaining it to you guys in a very, like, clear-cut way, right? But at the yeah. time, it wasn't as clear-cut. Mm. Yeah. And you were very young um, as well, which... Obviously. yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I mean I understand why people look back on their look back on their teenage years even though I'm still a teenager and cringe but like at the end of the day like I'm kind of over that now mm. like nice. just I was cringe but everyone was cringe when they were 13 just move on that's yeah mm. yeah I'm over it okay so moving on what would you say your relationship with um Obviously fear, because you're a six, and that you're in the head triad, so you overexpress fear, but also anger and shame. Um, so oh. the, the emotions associated with the other triads. How would you say you relate to that? Fear. <laughs> um, I'm quite... 
I'm quite scared wow. of everything. <laughs> yes, of everything. And I don't say that lightly. Like, I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Um, when, okay, I'm very easily influenced, as was previously mentioned. And that is, that has been quite detrimental to my life. And I also don't say that lightly as well, <laughs> which is, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I I can't speak for all sixes or all six wing sevens or whatever. This is very, very specific to me. Okay. So I'm just going to get that out of the way. Whenever any, anything that anyone's ever told me that could happen, like, um, there could be, I mean, I'm staring at my laptop right now. There could be spyware on my laptop right? There could be a Trojan horse on my laptop. That's going through my mind every time I use my laptop, right? And I'm just using that as one example, okay? Like, people, girls, or just anyone, young kids or people get kidnapped in the back of vans. And so every time I walk past a van on the road, I'm scared that I'm going to get kidnapped. Someone's going to jump out of the van and kidnap me. And I'm not saying, and and I'm not exaggerating when I say that that goes through my mind every time I walk past a van, and I try to cross the road if I have to, if I, it means avoiding walking past a van, right? Like, I'm genuinely not exaggerating that I'm scared of most things. Hmm. And this is why I try to be really careful in what media or just like things that I consume and things that people tell me I try not to listen to or watch the news because I find that quite um rough for me when I need to catch up on the news I I prefer to read it rather than listen to or watch it right because I find reading it is a bit easier for me to digest but you know like I'm just afraid and anything and coupling that with being easily influenced and very you know, is it suggestible? Is yeah. that the word? Yeah. yeah. Like coupling that with being easily impressionable and suggestible impressionable, yes. Like it's really rough being sensitive, okay? HSP <laughs> <laughs> life. Yeah, HSP <laughs> life, highly sensitive person. That's me, right? And it's really weird. It's not weird. It's just a bit different. When I see someone cry. I will cry. I'll mm. just start crying, okay? Yeah. And, you know, so I'm I'm very fearful, which plays right into the hands of stereotypically being six. Like, we mentioned before that when I wake up in the morning, I'm genuinely, like, my body is just, like, rushed with fear. I'm just scared. I'm scared. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's really... It's mm. really rough. It yeah. does sound rough. Deflect it with humour, that's fine. That's six wing seven. As a six wing like, seven would, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so obviously as a six, um, you overexpress fear. Um, and that obviously leads you to be a very overthinky person because you're always thinking about, you know, what could go wrong, that kind of stuff. Like you yes. said, you wake up in the morning, that's on your mind. And <laughs> yeah. I think you mentioned yeah. to us before that because of it, or not because of this, but I, I think it's because of this, you don't you well, like when people talk about gut feelings that's just something that seems very foreign to you can you explain a bit more about that <laughs> i have never knowingly had a gut feeling shocking Sh- yeah. it is shocking <laughs> i 
it's this kind of feels quite like a Thai thing to say, but I thought people were lying when they said that they had gut feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, never had one. I yeah. just don't feel the pull yeah. of anything. Which yeah. is interesting. So obviously you said that you've never, you feel like you've never had a gut feeling. But I feel like it's probably more accurate, like what you just said, that you've never felt a pull. I feel like that phrasing is probably more accurate because I feel like I, I just find it hard to imagine that no one's had a gut, like you've, you could, you've never had a gut feeling. I think it's more that you've, you've maybe you've had gut feelings, but because you overthink, um, it's not something you've ever like trusted or like you said, you've never felt a pull. It's just like probably something that's just passed, if that makes sense. And because you I rely mean, more on your thinking. Sure. Maybe it's hard for yeah. you to recognise that it even exists. No, I, I, I know what you're saying. Like, I, I would agree with you. Like, if I had a gut feeling it's probably just past. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I've never, I've never felt the pull of a gut feeling. In terms of what, what is just saying, I am someone who feels many gut feelings, but I would say that I don't trust my gut feelings either and sure. I don't think I don't think you like I think you can feel the pull of a gut feeling without and still be overthinking and not trust it if that makes yeah. sense yeah that's fair um I but I guess I haven't <laughs> if I have had gut feelings I don't remember them they haven't entered my brain or my memory that's it hmm. <laughs> but I think I still think it's more like there's just no space for them as opposed to just right. not being there yeah 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 you're right. There, there's no in my mind, consciousness, brain, everyday life, which is in my brain. I there's no space for any gut feelings. Therefore, I've never processed them, even existing. I see. Hmm. They well, probably exist, which is fine, but I've never processed it. Yeah. I've never recognized it existing to even get to the point where I'm ignoring them or distrusting them or whatever because I I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I guess this is kind of um, in keeping with what the Enneagram Institute says about sixes and that they, like, just aren't in touch with their inner guidance or whatever. Like, they, that's, I suppose that is what gut feelings are. And so um, that's why they, I guess, are, they find it hard to ground themselves in one set of opinions. Um, Because maybe, maybe, like, obviously, you shouldn't fully trust your gut but I think if you do have some sense of gut gut feeling it might be easier to land somewhere eventually because you can be like okay this is finally what I think whereas if you have nothing um there it's kind of as soon as you see a counter argument which sixes are often known as a skeptic and they're often known for playing devil's advocate so as soon as you see a counter argument it's like easier for you yeah. to shift because you don't have like anything like anger any pull yeah that's yeah good. yeah that's a good point yeah you're right yeah you're right i i just often don't know what the answer is mm. <laughs> or it's not even that there's an answer, the answer like i just don't the answer yeah i just don't know and that yeah. is Something that I've kind of accepted, like, I'm good with just... Vibing. Vibing, exactly, and not knowing. 
I'm fine with that. I I know my opinions on some things and things that I don't know my opinions on, I'm happy to just like leave it. Hmm. No. I don't strive for <laughs> answers really. Yes. Which is um worrisome at points. Yeah. And like, it's, it's, it's fine up until the point where you have your it becomes relevant in your life yeah, and then that's true. somebody that's says true. something to you and you're like yeah I completely yeah, yeah, okay, understand okay, okay. all right fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so the takeaway is that you need to think but that's the thing with the six is that I do think yeah yeah but it's just but the thinking does not come to anything conclusive sadly yeah another thing that is a characteristic of sixes which other types don't seem to have as much is that there are two distinct types of sixes almost um there are phobic sixes and counterphobic sixes and they can look quite different um, so which, I mean, I know which one you are, but which one do you think you are? Well, initially, I, well, initially, I didn't understand the difference between phobic and counterphobic sixes. So I thought I could be a counterphobic six. But after a bunch of, actually, no, after you two telling me that I'm not a counterphobic six, I realised that oh I wasn't God. a counterphobic. <laughs> no, 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 this is not going well. Classic ping pong ball. That's what happened. Exactly. Vic, if we were to say right now to you, we think that you're a counterphobic six, what would you say? I'd say why. Good. But what would your real response be? <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would, you, would you be like, no, you're wrong? Um, yeah, I probably would say that considering counterphobic sixes sometimes mistype as eights, which I know I'm not, and you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> That's good. Um, it's good that we can't tell you otherwise. That's great. Yes, it is good. Um, then, yeah, once I once you guys kind of told me more about counterphobic sixes and how they um, act and behave and are motivated kind of differently to how phobic sixes are, uh, and that they mistype as eight sometimes, I knew that I wasn't a counterphobic mm. six because yeah. that's just, that's, that's not me. I run away. I run away, guys. <laughs> Yeah, so what about when you didn't know about it and when you didn't properly know about it and we hadn't discussed it as a group, what kind of made you think initially that you were a counterphobic six? Like for a short period well, of time? Well, I only read one description. It talked about counterphobic sixes in a way that I thought like, yeah, sometimes I, I don't know, I think I was probably delusional, but I just thought like sometimes I stick up, I, I go to the problems and sort them out. But in reality, I don't. So I don't know what I I think we should clarify just in case there are some what they are what counterphobic is who haven't who haven't heard about what um the difference between phobic and counterphobic sixes are it's just that basically um both types are motivated by fear but phobic sixes tend more to like run away from it's like fight or flight kind of so phobics move away from their fear and try and protect themselves whereas counterphobic sixes um they see the threat and they immediately try and get on top of it and like um you know squash it in that way and so they can come across as more um more like eights because they're more um aggressive and confrontational um and that sort of thing you you're more i would say you're definitely more conflict avoidant than conflict going into yes 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 i i agree i agree yeah, not, I mean, not even conflict, just, just fear. fear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean but, but, I'm, conflict, I'm, but I'm happy with being a 
phobic six like that's fine with me yeah Yeah. but I mean even like within sixes like you said that there are two kind of distinct types of sixes um yeah but I think it's it's even within the same six you can have a phobic and counterphobic tendency so there's variation amongst people of the type there's also I think the most variation in qualities like within one person of the type like sometimes like you can be phobic of most things and so categorize yourself as a phobic six but there can be times where you're you are counterphobic towards other things that you're afraid of yeah yeah Yeah. do you think you um ever had or have um things that you were like more counterphobic to or like well 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 well. Uh, something it says on the Enneagram Institute, which is a good way to introduce this short anecdote. Well, I don't know if it's going to be short. Indeed, not all sixes go along with the status quo. Their beliefs may be rebellious and anti-authoritarian, even revolutionary. Now, when I read this on the Enneagram Institute website, uh, that reminded me of a period in my life where, um, (laughs) where I thought I was Tracy Beaker. For the audience members who don't know, there is a TV show in the UK which is called Tracy Beaker Returns about um, like an orphan called Tracy Beaker who's very moody, lived in a foster home and was very rebellious and would say bog off and storm (laughs) storm up the stairs a lot. (laughs) Basically, um, being an easily influenced six... Uh, I saw that on TV and I thought, this is the way. (laughs) This is the life. She is so cool. She, she screams at people and she does what she wants. And she hates on these other girls, Justine Littlewood and the (laughs) blonde girl. Do you remember what the blonde girl is called? Uh, Louise. Louise. But she, Louise, she liked kind of, because Justine is not Yeah, she kind of liked... They used yeah, to be best friends. I think it's because Louise had a father. No, yeah. Or was it yeah. Justine with the father? No, Justine had like a rich dad. But basically, oh, Louise fine. and Tracy were like good friends. Justine comes along, sweeps Louise away. Then it's Justine yeah. and Louise. Oh, Tracy's, you know, all oh, alone. All alone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and she and she's like pissed off about it. But okay, the thing is, is that it's not just the TV show. Although I did avidly consume the TV show, I read the, the books. books as well, mm, incredible. and that was also kind of like kind of a huge influence on me. And like when I was a child, you know, I wanted to be Tracy. I didn't want to do school because Tracy didn't do school. <laughs> I. I wanted to be a tomboy. I wanted to climb trees. Basically, I was, I wanted to be as rebellious as possible between the ages of like seven and 10. I don't know, like, I don't know what was wrong with me. (laughs) But I used to say bog off a lot. And I used to slam doors. (laughs) And I thought I was like, I thought I was a main character, but like in a bad way, in a way that I wanted to be Tracy Beaker so badly. It wasn't good. But I'm over that now. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just a rough period. I w- was more counterphobic because yeah. I was like, I'm going to deal with all of this. And I thought I was cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> I think it's really interesting because even like 
your period of counterphobia? It came from like the place of like having been influenced and like put in your faith and sort of a mode of being. Oh yeah, like, which is yeah. in Fully. itself like quite a six six thing to do. Um, yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, but but like fully threw myself into it. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> that I was, I used to read those books. Like she would say, like, oh, I I have my smudgy biro pen, and I wanted a smudgy biro pen. Like it was <laughs> it was really, it was deep. Wow. I was deep into the lore. Wow, wow, wow. It's just kind of like how now, like the enneagram is your lore. You, oh god! <laughs> you, you know you've rejected the world of Tracy Beaker. Now you've got the spirituality world. Um, with the Enneagram, and that's that's yeah, your yeah, world yeah. now. It was one um, in, one out, really. Tracy Beaker yeah. out, Enneagram in. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess we've talked a lot about things that maybe the negatives of your type. Um, but what are things that you like about being six? Because there are, I'm sure, lots of things. There that you are. Like. Um, it's interesting because. In the past year or two years or three years, the past in the past two or three years, I have realised that I like being a six and I like myself. There, I Yay. said it. Okay, mm. self love movement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, um, but yeah, okay. And so the fact that I don't necessarily, obviously, I want to change things about myself, but. I don't want to change the core of myself kind of leads me to believe that I really I, I do like being a six mm. because I am a six yeah. so that's great what kind um, of qualities in particular yeah I really first of all I don't like the conception that sixes are prepared for every scenario okay I don't like the conception that we're prepared for any disaster or whatever. I I don't like that because I don't feel like I am prepared for any disaster. That being said, (laughs) I like that I'm quite practical and quite logical. I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's a six thing or whether that's a me thing. No, I think that is a six thing. Yeah, Yeah. like I, I can see the sides of a problem and I'm quite, my, my brain is quite, fast like I'm always I'm always thinking obviously I I over well I think I've stopped overthinking quite a lot recently I mean I still overthink in social situations but in terms of like logical situations like problems Mm -hmm. I don't think I think I know how to channel most of my thoughts into being like logical and quite uh efficient and I feel like I can be quite productive when I when I want to and when I need to be and I like I really really like that and I don't I still procrastinate but I can be quite good at being productive yeah that's good that's smart that's great I love that Mm, because yeah not everyone can do that I'm quite a loyal person and it says that in the description of being a sex but I knew I was always well it's called the loyalist on the Enneagram Institute yeah, right yeah I, I mean am I loyal to people who yeah. might not be loyal to me yes is that bad also yes um <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure what to do about that one <laughs> but um yeah I I'm loyal to people and I'm always there for them yeah 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 that's like a yeah. huge thing. I guess like it's good in a way that your loyalty isn't always conditional. It makes I feel like that's 
you know, a good thing. I would agree that you're very loyal. And I think um, that, like, I mean, that's a good thing. You're six wing seven, so that you're the body. And you I know, am the body. You are the body. Mm. And you have 28 friends. Don't let this episode go without oh, mentioning God. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, it, I think it's like, um, I think obviously, I think one thing that sixes have is that because they feel, um, they, they feel like without support and unsafe and whatever, they obviously want to feel safe. And I feel like they want others, like, I feel like part of that feeling in themselves is that they end up trying to be there for others because they want others to, like, mm-hmm. they, you know, they're quite empathetic people, I think. Like sixes are yeah. empathetic, I'd say, and so I yeah. think they have that. They do what what they would want for themselves for others, which I think is quite nice. Like projection is like a classic six yes. described as a classic six defense mechanism, and obviously when yeah. you think of defense mechanism, you think of something bad. But when you frame it that way, like seeing what you would want and projecting it onto others, it it can lead to obviously like good qualities like empathy and being a good friend because. As a six, you want, like like Ty said, you want those things and you, through projection, you kind of are there for others. Yeah, and I sometimes find myself being able to read situations in which other people that are there, like in the room, in the conversation, can't seem to understand what the f*** is going on. Yeah. And it's like, how do you not understand what's happening right now like you're saying something and the other person is not getting it how like i've i don't know i feel like i can read people quite well Mm, and it couples together the sort of analytical logical side along with the side of like being able to be quite like empathetic and like understanding where people are coming from and things like that so Mm. that's like i don't again i don't know if that's a sick thing or whether that's that is a sick thing and they say that six is like because they are um so like constantly looking for because they're so like focused on like navigating the world and looking for threats they become very in tune with like small sort of things yes and so that and like they are able to read people well but then also they say that because that being able to read people well comes from like hyper vigilance they can sometimes um when they misread people it tends to veer into the negative territory rather than the positive territory if that makes sense well Mm. you're right there it is I yeah it is because I'm always looking for threats that I pick up on everything but it's generally a good thing yeah I mean I like figuring people out in that way yeah I feel like you've got a good balance generally I mean yeah kind of apart yeah apart from all (laughs) literally everything we've said apart from everything we've said before (laughs) in which I can't form opinions and I uh am easily swayed and all that shit it's 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 okay being a six and i like it nice. <laughs> yeah and i like being the buddy you're a very like reliable and trustworthy person it's great thank yes. you someone once described me as a rock really wow oh. yeah who, who is that so uh i have this friend and she, she when she was writing about all of her friends she said vic is like a rock really like reliable and like solid and stable <laughs> oh that's like, cute so that was five years ago and she only showed it to us like this year a couple of months ago so that was really like weird to see that she described me as that in year nine yeah and that was before I like knew I was a six like I thought I was a nine then and like stuff like that like yeah but yeah, yeah. it just kind of adds to the point that I'm gonna talk about in a sec which is just that like 
I've always been like this. It's just mm. the way I've I've floated a bit around in the way that I present myself, but I've genuinely yeah. always been like this. Yeah, that makes sense. Sixes do float. So I'm 19. I've met a lot of Enneagram skeptics and people who have been critical of the Enneagram when I've spoken to them about it. And uh, one person that I met uh, told me that it's fine to kind of look into personality stuff like this but I need to be careful not to see myself as a certain type and then start living my life in accordance to what I see so that I become more six if I once I realized that I was it that's fair enough like I understand what he was saying when he said that because it's not true to yourself like it's not authentic or whatever Mm -hmm. to um you know, start acting more anxious. Like, I would never do that. But, you know, start acting more anxious or start being more hyper-aware of danger and fears and stuff like that Mm -hmm. just once I found out, in quotes, that I was a six, right? But I always gravitate back to the type six overview on the Enneagram Institute page. And not just overview, but the whole page. Type six is just as if they wrote it for me. Yeah. Uh, Like, the quote where it says sixes are like a ping pong ball that is constantly shuttling back and forth between whatever influence is hitting the hardest at any given moment. And and then it says, because of this reactivity, no matter what we say about sixes, the opposite is often also as true. Mm. And it's just sentences like that. It's kind of like, I could never, I would never choose to be as easily influenced as I am. But it just describes me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I, yeah. It, it's just, it's quite weird how accurate this is for me. Like yeah. people say, oh my God, this personality test is so weirdly accurate. But I would never act purposefully like this. It just describes me. And the fact that this is up there and when I read this kind of, it solidified my belief in the Enneagram because mm-hmm. it just works. It just yeah. works. Yeah. Sorry, I know that, that was kind of like a spiel, but I felt no. like I needed to say that because yeah, no. people say to shit. To all the haters out there. Yeah, to all my <laughs> haters my... out there. Here's a message. <laughs> Here's a message for you, okay? Tracy Beaker out. Yeah. <laughs> uh. um, okay, I think it's a good time for us to wrap up. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode about Vic. Um, please leave us a review and follow us on our socials and send any feedback or criticism to anyagang at gmail.com. Thanks. Thank you.